escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good evening and welcome to Business Life. Coming up, Ghana Chamber of Construction and Industry attributes the delays in most governments' construction projects to International Monetary Fund conditionalities. A project, donor funded project, uh, how do you call it, uh, uh, flows and what have you, all those particular projects must be put on hold. So that's the reason why you see Temayaran uh, about to, how do you call it, Nungwa Teshi Road redevelopment. It stopped. So we ask, can government re-engage the IMF and renegotiate some of the terms that have led to a halt in these major construction projects? Well, we have answers for you on that. Also in this bulletin, Ghana International Trade Commission restricts importation of machetes into the country as a remedial move to save local producers. Import from China be limited to 1,145.85 whilst imports from Colombia. Plus, Ghana places last out of 24 African countries with a deterioration in its risk reward index in 2023. We will be telling you more on that. Details of these and many others lined up for you. Please stay. Always a delight to have you on. We can now take a look at our stories and president of the Ghana Chamber of Construction and Industry, Manuel Cherry, has attributed the delays in most government's construction projects to the International Monetary Fund conditionalities. According to him, this could consequently increase the initial cost of the projects by burdening the nation in the long run. He spoke in an interview with Joy Business at a training workshop in Dodoa. Well, our politicians, if you know you don't have money for a project, why awarding projects? You are what project? Knowing that there's a fund, available dedicated fund for that particular project. But they award the project with that the equities fund. The contractor finished his part of the obligation, expecting it to, uh, to pay so that he continue. The money is not coming. So you realize that the contractor also, the money, the letter money he has, he, has, he or she has pumped that money into the first phase. He's locked up. He's really expecting money to come, to continue. The money is not coming. What are you expecting to do? 
you move from site. So that's the reason why you see a lot of abundant of project, abandoned projects all over the places. Secondly, IMF conditionality also has detected this particular casualty, this uh, canker we are witnessing. Because IMF says some of the particular project, donor-funded project, uh, how do you call it, uh, uh, loans and what have you, all those particular projects must be put on hold. So that's the reason why you see Temayaran uh, about to, what do you call it, Nungwa, Teshi Road redevelopment. It stopped. What do you call it, Abosokan flyover, stopped. Takradi, stop. Kumanse, stop. Now that government, through his budget, is trying to make some allocation for those particular contractors to go back to site. But don't forget, it's costing us so much as a nation. What good have you done to our country? That money could have been, those interests on delay payment could have been used to do other projects. But today, he's going into one project for no work done. All because of what? Negligence. We've got to speak to a finance lecturer at the Andrews University in the USA, Professor Williams Pipra, on the back of this. Thanks so much, Mr. Pipra, for your time here on Business Life. And the concern for many is that, really, uh, can government renegotiate and engage the IMF on some of the terms they have led to a halt in these major construction projects? Can they? For, for me, my, the point is that um, government had that opportunity when they were engaging IMF initially at the initial stage. So the program that IMF um, agreed with the Ghana government, if you listen carefully with, to the finance minister, this program came to being and it was prepared by Ghana government, submitted to IMF. So it's the government who did its own program submitted to IMF. IMF looked at it and realized that, yes, indeed, you'll be able to live within our means. So, if Ghana government wants to go back and negotiate with IMF, the question is, what are they going to negotiate with IMF for? So that we have found some additional funds somewhere to start the project, um, or we are going to reduce or, or, start, or stop payment of some expenditures to be able to make room for, to get money to pay um, these contractors. So it's going to be very difficult, in my perspective, for Ghana government to go to IMF and negotiate um, on the on the contra contracts or the, uh, the stoppage of contracts to begin, whilst Ghana government don't have money. So that is the, the major challenge. The whole thing is that we don't have the money to pay contractors. And as it was said by the contractor, the, the chairman of the association, Government started these projects knowing that they did not have money. And that is where, and that is the essence of when we say the uh, country is not managing the affairs well. And that is all that is all about. You need to make sure you have the funds before you start a project. If you don't have the funds and you start a project, the project will cost you a balloon and that becomes mismanagement. I guess then the argument is that it's not really about whether government has the leeway to, you know, we negotiate these contracts and programs with the IMF, but the source of funding um, to, you know, commence some of these projects, I guess that's your argument. Thank you, because the, the point is that it's very difficult for government to raise money now. That we, we've gone past the limit of taxation. If you increase the taxes to raise money to pay contractors, it's going to be very difficult. 
We cannot borrow also from international market to come and pay contractors. Uh, raising bonds locally has become a challenge. The only source is using the treasury bill or money market. And that is, if you look, take a carefully look at the money we are raising through the money market, it is only used to pay emoluments, uh, salaries of workers. Other sectors, we cannot get the money to pay the other sectors. So this is why it becomes a very big challenge for government. Uh, the fact is, we don't have money to pay <laughs> these contractors. And government actually have started a project, a project like Agenda 111, these hospitals going, we, we didn't have the money. So if once you don't have the money to start this project, and you have started them, you are going to cause a, 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 a what has happened, a major financial mess uh, cost in the, the whole system. Uh, I don't know, but do you think that there are other revenue measures to explore apart from taxes? I mean, if you want to look for other revenue measures, are we going to get money from our donors that coming in from IMF? Um, we know that the bilateral entities are also going to support us, and World Bank is also going to give us some money. Are we going to be strategically say that we are going to see some of them to pay these contractors? That should be the only strategy. Uh, at, at the moment, whoever the finance minister and his team must judiciously allocate resources that comes to their that comes into their hands, and they may have to prioritize areas of major concerns, mm. and that is what is needed now. So, two two years ago. The government said year of roads. Knowing that you do year of roads and you don't have money to pay contractors, you find yourself in this mess. And that is where we are now. So talking I'm talking about all right, go ahead. We spoke about it that I mean the rate of procurement and the cost were issues. But I mean government also had an agenda to fulfill political promise. And this is where, where we find ourselves now. Mm. I, I was even coming to the World Bank support program, um, which, of course, Parliament is yet to look at that. But the $500 million from the World Bank, I was asking or about to ask how relevant or significant that will be if indeed government is to consider use that to, you know, um, settle the um, contractors. It's going to reduce the the burden on contractors but the question is is that the priority for Ghana government now that, is it where we want to spend our 500 million that, that we are going to receive there are so many competing claims for this 500 million the government is also also is preparing to face an election mm. and we know that uh, Ghana what wins election is when people see projects being ongoing. Uh, we heard the finance minister mention that both the IMF um, 600 million release and this 500 million coming from World Bank, um, they are going to use it to commence the um, project that they have stopped. Let's hope so. That is a priority for government. And we pray that that money will go to the contractors and they may go to site. But the fact is that the contractors will not be able to do wonders and finish the projects within um, the, uh, these 10 months that we have to go. And um, basically, nine months to election mm. is going to be very difficult. And what we know about Ghana is that these contractors, 
if they sense that there will be a change of government, they may use whatever comes to the into their hands to defray the existing debt and not go to site and go and do the job. And that's what my fear is. Mm. Brother Pepra, help me understand this. What will be the implications of such renegotiations in case government, you know, take that route? I mean, so if that negotiation come out with IMF, IMF may ask the questions. Just look at your um, line items in your income expenditure items. Which item are you going to reduce to create room to get money to pay the contractors? They, the Ghana government itself is going to IMF to ask them that there are some revenues we cannot generate. We cannot, we will not be able to raise them. First one we know the 15% on electricity is being questioned. So that one is going to uh, reduce the expected revenue. We've heard of the vice president also talking of removing some taxes, which means that in 2025, he, if he is the president, the revenue projected is also going to be achieved. So it's not a very big question. If you are not going to raise revenue, why are you going to get the money for? It means that you reduce your expenditure. And one of the expenditure, the first one that comes to mind is the capital projects. And that is why we've seen all the projects have been stopped all over the place. Um, if someone is supposed to be, um, have a deal with a government in terms of uh, maybe a butter trade using selling our commodity, like Vice President talked about the bauxite, leveraging on the bauxite or minerals around to raise money. The fact is that Ghana has become very extremely risk. Ghana is 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 is, is very is a, the riskiest uh, country in Africa to deal with now because we have default on all our, our, our transactions. Anyone who wants to come into such a deal may demand uh, the highest form of returns before they they give money to Ghana government. So we may have to work do our homework well so that. We live within our means for now, within the IMF program. That is the purpose of the IMF program. Live within your means. Make sure your payments to compensation, interest payments, and the rest are within your means. It's not to add on onto the debt, especially going to borrow from outside. It's going to cause a major problem for the country. Thank you very much, Professor Williams Pripra. We are indeed grateful for your time here on Business Live, sharing your thoughts with us on the subject matter. Let's move away to some other stories. The World Bank is currently awaiting Parliament's approval to facilitate the transfer of $300 million in budgetary support for Ghana. This is what Joy Business has picked up from some persons working on this facility from the bank in Washington, D.C., USA. Joy Biafé tells us more. Joy Business understands that because this is a loan facility, it needs cabinet approval first, as well before the funds can be disbursed. We understand that the finance ministry has already secured the required approval from cabinet. The agreement has now been sent to parliament for consideration and approval. It is not clear for now whether the World Bank agreement is currently before the finance committee and has been approved at that level before the whole house of parliament considers and approve the deal after parliament gives its blessing to this package that a necessary disbursement can be made to government's account at the bank of ghana the world bank last month approved some 300 million dollars to aid the recovery of ghana's economy this was after ghana passed the first review under the imf program 
But for some, at the time that the Ghana city is going through some challenges because of high demand from businesses resulting in this depreciation, this disbursement coming after Parliament approval may go a long way to turn around the dwindling fortunes of the Ghana city. This evening, the persistent demand pressures for the dollar would continue to weigh negatively on the city's performance this week. This follows a marginal depreciation of the local currency last week, taking its year-to-date loss to about 3%. More in this report. Elevated demand continued to inhibit the city's performance last week, causing it to weaken across the major trading currencies. The central bank supported the market with $3 million, but this was not substantial enough to keep the local currency afloat as it shed 0.6% week on week against the American greenback to 12 CDs 53 pesos to $1 at the week's close. The local unit also depreciated 0.16% versus the pound, but gained 0.19% against the euro. Global creditors and rating agencies convened a meeting last week to discuss the impact of rating agencies on some debt-distressed nations, including Ghana. The meeting focused on how actions from rating agencies have exacerbated borrowing costs after successfully restructuring debt. Analysts believe a positive revision to the rating method for the debt-distressed countries by these agencies would be positive for investor confidence in Ghana and improve the city's outlook in the medium term. Nonetheless, the pressure on the city is expected to continue. Meanwhile, economic analyst with Data Bank Research, Kweku Akokumsen, says there is no cause for alarm, although he predicts a further depreciation of the city this week. Yes, I would, I would say so because um, what, what, what would be the cause for alarm would really be um, a huge speculative attacks on our city, which we are not seeing now. Uh, the depreciations uh, are quite uh, slower and gentler. And as, as, as I mentioned, they are mainly from the seasonal corporate demand or the usual corporate demand pressures. And as such, um, though we are seeing this depreciation, it's not uh, really a look of gloom uh, and doom on the city so far. We, we still see um, this, these demand pressures um, uh, be exerting some um, depreciatory pressures on the city for this week. However, I think what we notice that uh, the central bank um, it also stands at ready, although not to intervene so much to guide the city towards a particular direction. By looking at uh, soundings from the markets on yesterday's streets, and we saw that uh, the central bank had some intervention in the markets. Um, with that, the city was quite stable in yesterday's market. But generally, we, we still feel these pressures persist, and as such, they may exert some slight or marginal depreciatory pressures on the city uh, this week. This is still business life. More after this break. And welcome back to Business Life. The Ghana International Trade Commission has recommended a restriction on importation of machete into the country effective March 2024. This follows a petition by Crocodile Machete Company, a local manufacturer, which has complained about the unfair trade practices by some importers of the products. After a careful investigation and hearing, the commission believes that the petitioner has been treated unfairly and recommended remedial measures to correct the ongoing market imbalances. Here's more in this report. 
Decision by Crocodile Market Ghana Limited was made in 2021 after it observed an influx of counterfeit market products in the Ghanaian market selling at cheaper rate. According to the Ghana International Trade Commission, there was evidence of increasing import of machete, in effect causing serious injury to the domestic industry. Chairman of the Commission, Nana Idujainfi, noted that the Commission has recommended 65% quota on all import of the product for the next two years. Import from China be limited to 1,145.85 tons, whilst imports from Colombia be quantitatively quantitatively limited to 275.17 tons of machets per annum. In terms of Brazil, its imports constituted 1.10 percent of, of the market. This percentage was determined to be de minimis or negligible because it fell below the three percent mark to attract any remedial measure as per World Trade Organization regulations. <coughs> Managing Director for Crocodile Machete Company Limited, Shuid Greater, welcomed the decision and expressed confidence that the company will be revived. We are very pleased with the ruling. We believe that this will give us a, uh, an opportunity to service the well-meaning farmers of the country and end users who expect a quality product. So now we'll be able to deliver this quality product to them without the interference of uh, counterfeit or substandard uh, machetes. Though some will still be there in the market, but uh, at least the reduced quantity will give us that breathing room that is required. And, and uh, really, it's the farmers and end users of the country that are beneficiaries. But also, let's remember that we are a tax-paying company in Ghana. We employ a lot of people directly. We employ 300 people. Indirectly, we, I would say there are a few thousand that are re- dependent on our business. And uh, therefore, all these people uh, now have some breathing room for, 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 for their businesses also. The issues of counterfeiting and standards in the petition were referred to the appropriate national regulators. Ghana placed last out of 24 African countries with a deterioration in the risk reward index in 2023. That's according to UK-based firms Control Risks and Oxford Business Economics Africa. The report revealed that the country recorded a negative 0.96 out of a score of 10 among its peers in Africa. Here's more in this report. According to the report, Ghana dropped by 0.35 to 4.74 in the reward index. Its risk index, however, went up to 5.85 in September 2023 as against 5.24 in September 2022. The reward scores incorporate medium-term economic growth forecasts, economic size, economic structure, and demographics. Ghana has been battling with a slowdown in its economic growth of an average of 5% pre-debt exchange program. This is a result of the debt default in 2022 culminating in the restructuring of payment of its loans. Inflation and the city consequently worsened in more than three decades, increasing both the cost of living and doing business. The risk scores for each country also stemmed from the Economic and Political Risk Evaluator.
Ghana's debt default increased the risk of doing business and worsened the macroeconomic environment. The Africa Risk Reward Index is refined by the combination of risk and reward scores, integrating economic and political risk analysis by Control Risks and Oxford Economics Africa. Well, Valentine's Day is just tomorrow and businesses will be making some money as people go out um, of their way to show love to friends and family. But times have changed and people are having to think twice about how and what they spend on during these challenging times. So what is the anticipation of the hospitality sector president of the Ghana Hotels Association, Dr. Edward Akanyamike Jr. tells us more. I must say that uh, this year in particular, it's been on the rather low key. We are yet to know exactly why we can uh, suggest some reasons, but we are not uh, very sure. Uh, but the tempo has been quite low, so we, we are looking uh, to see what happens tomorrow. Because usually the eBay itself is where you get to see the actual uh, numbers. And also bear in mind that uh, this is falling on the weekday, the week of the week for that matter. So it's also possible that some may shift the celebration itself to the, the, the weekend. So the hotels are prepared. Uh, some of them have uh, put out special packages for lunch, brunch, and then uh, dinner tomorrow, uh, hoping that our uh, cherished uh, clients will take advantage of that. And uh, don't forget that January itself uh, comes with a lot of uh, expenses, uh, school fees included, and people are adjusting to the expenses made uh, during the Christmas. Okay. And of course, with all these uh, uh, issues about taxes here and there, I'm sure everybody is positioning themselves to uh, to be sure that they are not uh, run around with the, the taxes that seem to be coming to expect. So all those things could be a reason why the key is quite low. But like I said, tomorrow is the DD, and we may also be some surprises here and there. Because during the past day, you receive a lot of walk-ins. Uh, not the usual regular customer, but walk-ins where people uh, go out for events and then they decide to go and spend the evening or night in the in, in, in hotel. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And on that Valentine's note, that's our repart company here on Business Life with me, Pius Kojobaka. For more stories, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. On behalf of the entire Joy Business team, we'd like to wish my producer and your host, 